anyone got a pencil? Hello, my name's Mark and I'm the host of the Mixtape Podcast where every week on the show I will ask my guests to make up an imaginary mixtape. They'll give it a title and pick six tracks. Track one, what's going to be your intro track, your attention grab, your track one side one that's going to draw me in and make me want to listen to the rest of your tape. Track two, pick a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower. Track three, pick your favorite cover version. Track four, pick a song you wish you could have played to your 18 year old self. Track five, Pick a song that you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know that you are romantically interested. And track six, I'm going to ask them to pick something a little bit obscure, maybe a B-side or an album track. Don't forget to smash that follow or plus sign at the top of the page and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. And you can follow me on Instagram at the mixtape perf. Hope you enjoy this week's chat. Hello and welcome to another mixtape. And on this week's show, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Perth singer-songwriter Angie Coleman. How are you, Angie? Hello, everyone. I'm good. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I think without sounding like a, a creepy old geezer, I've been chasing you for a while. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got there eventually. I was pretty close, to be honest. Before we locked this one in, I was walking past the FIFA fan zone the day you were playing. And I was like, oh. oh I, maybe maybe I'll just pop down and say hello and introduce myself. And I was just like, you just come off like a weirdo, mate. Don't do it. Just yes. leave it. That would have been, you know what? I think <laughs> that that would be my ultimate conversation, though. It's like someone being like, man, I love what you do. Like, yeah. come and have a chat with me. It's great. It's, okay. it's totally maybe, a feel-good thing. Maybe I'll do that. I find it quite difficult. I've had this conversation with a couple of other people, especially approaching women after yeah. gigs and stuff like that like normally like i only got siobhan cochin because my girlfriend dm'd her about her dress that she wore to blues fest and otherwise i would never would have got her like do you know what i mean she was she was blanking all my dms and everything and i was like oh no, she don't want to come on but yeah anyway it's yeah so i use i use my girlfriend now as like a sort of a booking agent if i'm, <laughs> if I'm having trouble with the with the female artist and and i'll be honest as well like when i started oh the podcast God. the first episode i had like steve kilby from the church then i had Tim from Republica, and I had Clint from Inspiral Carpets, and then who else did I have after that? The two lads out of Ghost Gear. It was just turning into an absolute bloke fest. A boys. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't have this. Like, so I made a concerted effort then to, to to try and book some some female guests, and yeah, that's that's come to fruition now. So it's starting to balance out a little bit. So yeah, it's much much better. Yeah. But your new single, Angie River Song, I played it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about that, and and sort of a little bit about what you've been up to lately, mate. Yeah, so River Song was basically a track that I wrote almost as a follow-up to No Party. So when No Party was released, it was it was a song that I had written in quite a difficult period of my life. And River Song came sort of towards the end of that period where I really was reflecting on a lot of the things that I had been doing in my life and sort of feeling a little bit like nostalgic about my childhood and about where I'd come from and feeling grateful for I had a really wonderful mom a really wonderful family and I had a beautiful childhood growing up up in Kalamunda 
So yeah. come on to represent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially it was like, yes, five, I'd come out of like a five year long relationship and I had just like stopped my master's degree and changed jobs and everything. It was so crazy. And so, yeah, I really just felt very nostalgic about the easy life of, you know, living with my parents and having them sort of take care of me. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. mostly what it's about. Yeah. And the song is on all the digital streaming platforms now. Is it available uh, for your band camp as well? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. No, <laughs> the short oh, answer. The long answer, I guess, is that it was a soft release. So, and what that means is that I was really lazy and really didn't want to do any of the like proper PR or things like that. Like, it's just been a really, really intense six months. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I love this song so much. I actually just want people to hear it, whether I promote it or not. Like, mm -hmm. if they hear it, they hear it. And if they don't, one day they might. So, but that's a great, a great point. Yes, Bandcamp. I will, I will get there one day. <laughs> okay, cool. But you do, you do have a Bandcamp page, right? I do, yeah. And I actually yeah. think that my very, very old stuff is on there. So my debut EP still, I think, is up there. Yeah. So a bigger repertoire actually than what's on than what's happening right now on Spotify and Apple Music and things like that. And we'll just shout out your Instagram while we're talking about internet and social media. Angie Coleman Music on Instagram, is that right? Mm-hmm. It is indeed and, common with no E. <laughs> and link in the bio for all your gigs and, and Bandcamp and, and everything else. Okay. So, yeah, we, we mentioned at the start FIFA Fan Festival. How did you come to, to be playing? I noticed there was a, a really strong sort of lineup of, of local female sort of Perth artists on that on that stage. Yeah. How was that playing that gig? And, and did you get into the world cup at all following the Matildas? <laughs> I, I loved enthusiasm from Australia. I really did. I, I didn't really, I'm not a sport person at all. Most okay. people could tell that by my physique and from my love of chicken and, and snacks in general. So I have never re been super into sport, but I did really love it was the first time that I had felt really involved in sport as a country. And I think like, like I went to Italy last year and sport, like football in particular, They're is massive just ingrained. It, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know. There's like Lionel Messi's like on every wall, like there's posters of him. Like people have mm. pictures of him up as much as they've got pictures of Jesus. Like mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense and it's it's their background and that's exactly sort of how they come together as people. And I guess it was the first time that I had really felt sort of any sense of like nationalism, I guess. I was yeah. really yeah. like proud of Australia and really yeah. proud of our country and and of the Matildas and of women. I was like, wow, mm. like Australian women, like this is so sick. So I didn't really get behind the sport, but I did get behind the energy. I loved that. I think World Cups um, are World Cups are amazing for things like that. Like for people who, who are sort of on the outskirts or not really into it, it just like the events are so big and so global. It just draws you in. Like you can't, you can't not, you can't yeah, not get involved 100%. in it. Especially okay. when they're like putting on massive gigs in the, in the CBD, like 
They, mm. It was huge. There was hundreds of people there for that mm. show. So yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I used to walk past. That's my route from from my from my day job office to the train station. I used to walk past Maya on the top level there, and used to look down oh, there. Oh yeah, <laughs> people. Yeah. Oh. So that's how I came to be passing by when you were there that day, and I was like, I know I had stuff to do, and I thought I'd really wanted to hang around for your set, and I was just like, ah, oh, I got probably had like you know podcasts to edit or you know radio yeah. shows to produce or whatever, and I was just like, oh, I can't. Busy I'm the time. I so I had to crack on, but I was going to try and catch it before you went on stage. I was sort of like, you know, mm. oh, she here yet? You know, have a look around, you know, but. I didn't, I didn't see you. And you've had some, you've had plenty of, like you, you referenced there earlier, a pretty busy sort of six months just gone gigging and, mm -hmm. and supporting sort of some touring acts. Like what are some of the highlights over the last few months for you gig wise, the bands you've played with and venues and stuff? Uh, I, I think my first interstate show, that was super, super exciting. So this month, not this month, this year was the first time that I'd ever played outside of outside of WA pretty much, which mm. was like, yeah, mind blowing. That was so mm. cool. It was just amazing to be performing my songs for people who had never seen me or heard of me or, mm. you know, it's a totally different thing. So that was amazing. That was with Melody Poole. I just played for Paul Dempsey a couple of weeks ago. That yeah. was so sick. Like full, I mean, Frio Social, a 500 capacity venue. It was sold out weeks and weeks and weeks before. So that was like, yeah, huge highlight. And he was a lovely, so mm. really cool. Caravan Asana as well. I've played to them a couple of times now yeah. and they're like a big touring band. So they do Europe tours all the time and stuff. And, and I have done some songwriting with Ant, their lead mm. singer. And that's been like an amazing friendship to have because he's just like a beautiful guy and mm. has all this all this amazing knowledge about um, the music industry because he's been he's been doing this shit for ages and mm. he's been doing it on a hardcore level, you know, touring mm. every three months or whatever, like Europe, then America, then Australia, then Europe, and then New Zealand, and then Australia. And like, yeah, it's it totally like you can't put a price tag on a friendship mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. So heaps of heaps of great experiences in the Pines was awesome. We had so much fun, and then. We've got even more like exciting stuff coming up. So it's like, yeah. you know. That was going to be my next question. I know you've got stuff in the pipeline. I don't know if you can talk about it or not. I was going to try and <laughs> try and tempt a bit of information. Yeah. You, if, I'm if an I open book. I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Go for it then. Spill the beans. Like, what have you got coming up? All right. Let <laughs> me tell you guys. Out of the Woods is literally in like three weeks, which yeah. I was so excited for. So that was booked by Tilly, who... Or Matilda, she she books the like local stage, and so for us to be booked for that with like Temper Trap and Make Mac and like just the most and Montaigne and DMAs and the lineup is insane. Mm. Um, so that's so exciting, and we're playing that, and we're playing like like heaps of new songs for it as well because I've been doing a lot of writing. The other thing we have coming up, we have a song out in four weeks that I am not being lazy for. It will be on Bandcamp. It will be like promoted properly. Yeah. So we're doing the music video for that on Sunday, which I'm so excited for. That's with Robin Bottrell, who does a lot of our photos. What's that song called? And then it's called Therapy Again. Therapy so, Again. Right, okay. Yeah. For that. 
It's, <laughs> it's, you'll see there's a theme, Mark. There's a little bit of yep. a theme. It's mm-hmm. uh, okay. called right, the yeah. depression theme. <laughs> the best therapy, music, songwriting, and oh. performance, the best therapy. Huh? That's exactly it. And actually, someone asked me that. I was recently, I did the interview series with Bob Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was super fun. And he was saying to me, you know, well, it, like, what is music to you? In that sense, you know, you're writing a lot about mental health and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, like, this is why, you know, the song Therapy Again is kind of, has come from my habit of, like, thinking I should go to therapy, like, properly and do it consecutively and keep going back. Mm. And then going once and being like, this doesn't really do that much for me, to be honest. And then just going straight back to songwriting as a, as a habitual, I'm feeling yeah. sad. Let's like work this yeah. out in, you know, E minor. Like, why can't we do that instead? Yeah. You know? So yeah, that that and that's exactly it. It's like I just I use it as such a, a emotional crutch sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very therapeutic to be on stage having my feelings and like my life story and what I've gone through in my life just be heard by people and mm-hmm. for people to connect with it. Like, yeah. maybe that's why therapy doesn't work for me. Is that like, like it's just one person that I'm paying to it's listen to me. Exactly right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and at other time, people pay to listen to me. Like it's, it's yeah. the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah. Get it the right way around. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with you, Angie. I, I don't, obviously it wasn't in a musical sense, but the very first podcast I, I, I was on two or three years ago as a guest was was called was about reach it was called reach out for mental health and the host i know from from years back asked me to go on and and tell my story and i got more out of that you know therapy and well-being wise you know sharing and the feedback from it than than i got out of you know ever many 200 dollars sessions yeah. you know with a, with a psychologist or whatever yeah it was so good yeah like Oh, you did what when you were 15? Mm, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. No, it was amazing. It was good to hear. So, so I get that. I get that feeling. I get that feeling. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. It's so true, isn't it? But that's not, you know, like it's not a lack of musical. This, that's your creative thing, sharing mm. your story and mm. like doing this whole thing. It's a, it's, I think as creatives, once you find the outlet that works for you, you're set. Like, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Always go back to it. Okay, let's move into to the mixtape section of the chat, Angie. And as you know, I asked you to pick uh, six tracks for your mixtape. So mm-hmm. track track one of your mixtape is what would be your intro song that you would put on there to grab my attention? Mm-hmm. So Gut Health is a band from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. who they haven't got heaps of songs on Spotify or anything like that, but I heard them on the very last show of my tour. I heard them on the radio driving back to the airport or just on their like local radio. And I was like, this song is so fucking good. This is the first time that I've heard a song in so long that I'm like, this is just so like punchy and fun and exciting. And I want to know what they mean. And I want to know what it says. Um, and because their repertoire is kind of small, like on mm. Spotify, I haven't been able to squeeze much information about this band and what goes on yeah, behind the scenes. No. And 
same. I, when I tried to do, I'd not heard of him before, and I tried to do a bit of research, and I literally mm. got like two or three tracks off of YouTube and Spotify, and, and like that yeah. was it. Like, yeah, so yeah, but great track and vocally, I, I don't like making comparisons, but sometimes you just can't help it. And I did get mm. a little bit of a wet leg, sort of vocal <laughs> from, from from a year, yeah, which, like which wet is a band that I love. Yeah, I love wet leg, and it was like wet leg cross. Amel and the Sniffers almost. Exactly like right. That's what I was going to say. Amel so, and the Sniffers as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it yeah. was just like the perfect amount for me of like punchy, pop, punky, mm. but not like pop punk as in like, well, tonight will be. No, not mm. that. I mean like, like, like poppy, listenable punk stuff that I was like, mm. oh, yes, this is what I yearn for. And it's the perfect song, I think, for like a, like, it, it it grabbed my attention basically yeah. is you know the yeah. number qu- one question was attention grabbing song it's like yeah. well that right off the bat I was like man I love this song and I've been listening to that song on repeat for months so yeah no it's what I normally do Angie as well obviously on the radio show at this point then I drop the tracks in and we can hear them mm. on Spotify because the music is obviously licensed content I can't include it in mm. the actual podcast itself so what I normally do. If you listen to this on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere like that, there will be a link in the description for the podcast for a Spotify playlist for the mm. tracks that we're talking about. So if you want to jump out and pause and have a listen and then come back, then then that that's what you need to do to hear the tracks. Track two, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't even say it without smiling because it brings back so many happy memories for me. This song. Oh, so I love mixed- that. Track two of your mixtape, Angie, was a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower. What did you pick, mate? Oh, well, I picked D-Light's Groovers in the Heart, of course, just because it is the best. It's just one of those songs that I just like, I don't know what they did to make it so like, well, groovy, I suppose, is the the word. Um, And I just like, when I start thinking about it, you know, I could be in the shower or I could be like literally at my day job, like talking to someone on the phone and I just can't help like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It has no sort of nostalgic feelings for me. It's mm-hmm. oh, maybe it does. Maybe me and my little sister had, maybe Groovers in the Heart was on SingStar actually. Oh, okay. Right. Now yeah, that I yeah, think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. That makes me feel old because I remember I was like a teenager when it came out. So when it first, when it first got released, but yeah, I think you're one of the lucky ones then you got to hear in the then and now I'm just, you know what, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the music business today because there's so many great artists out there, but I had the same conversation with Sarah Callahan last week on the show or the week before, sorry, we were talking about Oasis and I can't, can't have a conversation about Oasis without somehow shoehorning in to the conversation that I saw them at Nebworth in 1996. And she was like, you know, there's a lot to be said for being an old producer these days because you get, you know, she's been in Oasis for years, but since they split, she's never got the chance to see them live, you know. She said, I've seen them separate, I've seen Noel, but I've never seen them together. I've seen them two or three times. So, you know, yeah, I do feel really lucky to, to, you know, in that sort of area. And, And when I was a teenager, like, Acid House and, and rave music was just starting to, to come out. And yeah, and then we had Britpop and, you know, the mid 90s sort of Oasis, Blur, Pulp, Radiohead, you know, all those sorts of bands. Oh my God. I lived, lived yeah. through all that in my prime. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, 
I do feel I do feel a little bit lucky like that. But I, I think this track, I, I think you said you don't you're not sure what makes it like it is. I think I don't know if you're aware or not, but it, it samples Herbie Hancock track the bass line oh. like the hook the bass like doo, 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 doo. it's a Herbie Hancock track but it's it's played on the track by Bootsy Collins who's the bass player from Funkadelic um the rap is done by I can't remember his name now but he's out of he's from a tribe called Quest um oh, oh my god is it is it Tip yeah Q-Tip that's it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so in, your mouth this is yeah, like the, this is the all-stars song this you can't go wrong with so a lineup like that, ultimate. can you? Yeah, exactly right. When you said, I don't know what makes it, I was like, I know, I know what makes it. Like, I know who's on it. it. <laughs> and I think the horns, the horns on it as well, the horns, I can't remember, Maceo Parker, I want to say, but I'm not sure if it is exactly him. But they're oh, the, like the, legendary. Do, 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 yeah, yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah. Mm. They're like legendary horn players as well. So, yeah, I think you, you, you can't really go wrong. Like an affront woman like that. Yeah. You know, I, I can tell you, Angie, from personal experience that you could not walk into a club or a disco in the early to mid nineties without seeing those moves like everywhere you look yes. on the dance floor. Do you know what I mean? It was just it was all over the shop. Um, yeah. She looks and amazing actually, in those in those built up shoes and that, that cat suit thing that she wears. She looks incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the word crazy. classic classic track gets gets put around a little bit too much, but I think of its genre. Like that is an absolute banger. Like you can't, yeah, you can't really, you know, go past that. And it's one of them. I think I'm not a, I'm not a, D, a club DJ or you know a wedding DJ or anything like that. But if I was and I was struggling, that's the track. That's a dance floor feeling, mate. Straight away and every single time. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Because it just you can't listen to that song and be like in a shitty mood at all. Do you know what I mean? Like you just you can't sing Groovers in the heart. Ah, uh, you just mm. it doesn't happen. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's like just one of those songs that as soon as I hear it, you can't see if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can't see me. But I'm doing, I'm doing some mood. I'm doing something. You might not want to see it to be honest. It's a bit weird, but <laughs> I'm not as good a dancer. I think as well. Just one last thing on, on "Groove Is in the Heart." I think just that line, "Groove Is in the Heart," like what a brilliant line as well. Do you know what I mean? Like what what a, what a cracking lyric. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay. Track three, Angie, of your mixtape, and I asked you to pick your favourite cover version. What did you go with? I picked Julia Jacqueline Someday mm-hmm. just because it was – so I grew up on The Strokes. That was something that mm-hmm. my dad listened to heaps, and we listened to – oh, my gosh. What's Is the album it? called? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the lady mm-hmm. with the booty yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and the gloves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that album, and – uh, Julia Jacqueline, when I heard this cover of Someday, not only had I been listening to The Strokes for years, but when she did it, I had just really gotten into Julia Jacqueline. And I feel like she is just the, like, like she's such an important part of Australian female songwriters right now, like for the past sort of five, ten years. Mm. Maybe not quite ten years, probably just the past, like, yeah, five years. She's been the creme de la creme of the mm. type, like alongside like Stella Donnelly kind of mm. thing, you know? Uh, and when I heard that track, I was like, as if they put that in three, four, like this is just <laughs> oh, no. amazing. Yeah, yeah. The first note I wrote about that was time signature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know, it's mad. I like it when obviously having this question in the in the podcast and the and the radio format in Australia and interviewing primarily Australian artists, like a version comes up a lot yeah. when we talk about cover yeah. versions. And I always find it really hit and miss. Sorry, my daughter's in the window making me laugh. Stop it. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> She's putting things on her head and stuff through the window. I can see her out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> She's a bit cheeky. Well, she is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what was I talking about? I've completely lost my thread now. You were talking about hit and miss. Like a version. Like a version. Yeah. So, so I find true. like a version so, so hit and miss. Like sometimes I'll see it pop up on YouTube and I'll go and I'll still click it. Cause I, but I'll think, as I'm clicking, I'm thinking mm. this is going to annoy me. Like why Why have I done that? Why, why have I let them do that? Song? Yeah, yeah. But then, then other times <laughs> I'll hear stuff like, you know, Nothing But Thieves, the, the, the gang I use track. And some of them have been like amazing. Someone went on there and did the Fong song by Cisco. And that was just amazing. A brilliant cover version. Sometimes they're good fun ones. But other times they really, really like miss the mark. But yeah, this one I really, really liked. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with a with an Irish singer called Lisa Hannigan? No, no, I don't she, know Lisa Hannigan. She really reminds me of her a lot. Lisa Hannigan, oh. she, she's the female vocalist on the first Damien Rice album, if you if you know that. If you don't, it's well worth checking out. I'll shoot you a link on Facebook. Yeah, later. yeah, do it. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. And she, and she, she they reminded me of, of, of her a lot. Just those like silky vocals and like, yeah, yeah. just the way Julia does this thing that I feel like has influenced heaps of young Australian women, myself included, where she does like, I think she sits, her finishes her, her melodies, like she finishes them on the seventh or something really weird of, of a, it just gives like so much kind of character like it, it takes it away from like the pop world and the folk world and stuff if you're finishing on those kind of weird like seven and sixes and twos and stuff like that um and it was something that I hadn't heard shitloads of except for in I listened to a lot a lot of Bonavere and he does shit like that yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of like just a little bit weirder melodically to like bring it out of the because easily some of her stuff would be pure pop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And she just takes it by like you know choosing really interesting notes and really interesting melodies, just kind of pulls away from that. So yeah, I and I love that song. I love someday. So yeah, yeah no, it's a great track. I like that. Uh, I think two thousand one. I think that album came out. I do. I do remember because it came out about a month or two after 9-11. So yeah, it was 2001, yeah. And I just, I got a really nice splatter vinyl copy of it a couple of weeks ago oh. from America. So yeah, so it's a cracking, cracking looking vinyl as well, yeah. Um, awesome, yeah, awesome. I, I, won't bra- I won't brag about that no more. Okay. Um, <laughs> you make me jealous. I know. I was going to go get it and show it. I was going to get it there and show it to you, but I forgot to get it, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> track four of your mixtape, Angie, and I asked you to pick a song that you wish you could play to your 18-year-old self. What would you go with, mate? Oh, I remember. I said Conditionally by Small Fish. Mm-hmm. I have been – it's it's only come out like in the past – I think it came out maybe two months ago as a single. Lady on the show two or three weeks ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, a beautiful, I mean, you've heard it, beautiful song, like real powerful kind of emotional song. And I don't know if I dreamt this up or not, but this is how I listen to it now. I think that I read somewhere that it's about imposter syndrome. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have struggled with that for years and years, just like accepting myself as who I am and, and you know, knowing my worth and trusting that when I put the work in, good stuff will come out. I've always been like, you know, I've always said yes and always done stuff and been like quite like motivated to succeed. But I think that when you're driven by success, you can pretty easily like feel like you have no self self worth if things aren't moving for you. Mm-hmm. And so when I was listening to this song, I think I can't remember if I had read something about that, about it being about imposter syndrome and about being in the music industry, but that's how I listened to it. And it just felt so like, I wish that I had known that for years, you know, I wish that I had mm-hmm. known like, like you don't have to have people's respect and, and admiration to be worthy of anything or, uh, you know, keep putting art out or keep trying your best at whatever it is you want to try mm-hmm. tomorrow or the day after. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I love that song so much and it really sparked a new movement of creative space for me because I, I haven't been writing very much recently and so I think that's why I'm so attached to that song as well is that I felt like I've written all these songs since pretty much since I heard it because mm. I was so yeah. inspired you know yeah yeah no, that's good what what sort of stuff were you listening to when you were 18 Angie oh god yeah I think I was listening to a lot of Tame Impala it was the first time that I realized that music came out of Perth that wasn't just ACDC and so I was listening to like that kind of group of people like Gum, Pond, Tame Impala, Koi Child, if you remember Koi Child. No, I don't know. Oh, they're fucking awesome. Oh, Koi Child. Like, yeah, I thought you said, I thought yeah. you said Corey Child. Yeah, Koi Child. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Koi Child. Yeah. And like, it, yeah, I had only just discovered Perth music when I was 18. So that was also like Jack Davies, Carla Geneve, those kind of crew that were kicking about sort of like yeah 2015 2016 but also i was listening to things like connect mac the xx arctic heaps of arctic monkeys i was listening to the sunny boys like i had like a little punk phase when i was about 18 the sunny boys and yeah sort of sort of a bit of everything i've always had like a real eclectic like i just like a lot of everything Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, but yeah, lots of Perth music actually, yeah. lots of Australian music. What I love about this podcast and something I've found since I've started doing it, obviously, I do talk to a lot of Perth local bands, and they almost all pick for one or other of their tracks, sometimes more than other Perth bands. Yeah, it's really good to see. Like, I love, I love the way you like you all support each other. Like, it's really good. We're family, um, eh? It's all awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. I think Ghost Ghost Care. Like four out of six were were, were WA sort of bands. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and yeah, I love to see that everyone everyone else supporting each other. Okay, track five for your mixtape, Angie, is a song that you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know you're romantically interested. Yeah, this was one. So it's something holy by Alice Phoebe Lou, and I chose that one because it was one that I had sent to my boyfriend or maybe he sent it to me i can't remember he sent it to me so i'll go and send it on to another boyfriend no (laughs) 
<laughs> no, yeah, and it did. And it was so it's a beautiful, beautiful track. And I think it's it's beautiful, but it's also still like cheeky and silly. And I think to be honest, I think it's mostly like sex related when I listen to the lyric. Yeah. But I Fine. you yeah. know yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like it's yeah. yeah. Like, Wait till we get to track six, mate. Wait yeah. till we get to track six. Oh, Christ. yeah. Oh, yeah. You right. <laughs> I'm blushing but thinking yeah. about it, mate. Go on. <laughs> that track's so silly. But, yeah, Something Holy. And she has just such an, ex- like, exotic, different voice. Like, it's so out there to things that I had listened to before in terms of female vocals. Like, so she does all those, like, kind of little trills and stuff. And it was mm. real, I don't know, it was a really exciting moment in my life to be, you know, young in love, like first mm. kind of like like first few months of seeing someone or whatever and receive a track like that because it is really like an exhilarating song lyrically. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a to someone I have a crush on. That's a great choice, especially that it's one that's worked for you or, or on you. That's a, that's yes. a great one. <laughs> it worked on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we, we touched on it just then. Smoking song. Angie Coleman, you made me blush when I when I listened to this song. So track six is is something that's a little bit obscure, maybe a B-side or an album track. It is what silly. It is silly. It's called it's called Hamburger. All Americans eat it. And you know what? I can totally see why it would make you blush now as someone who has heard those lyrics and Definitely, I think about hamburgers listening to that song. But you in really? another instance, I well, I love hamburgers. I love them. But now, hindsight, definitely, I'm just talking about something else. Let me break it down for anyone who who hasn't heard it. If you if you can imagine musically oh, like the, the soundtrack to a really corny '70s porn movie, the worst, like B grade. Yeah. You've ever seen in your life. Chef from South Park describing how he likes to eat hamburgers in an incredibly suggestive way. That, that is what this song is all about. It is. And you know what? You need to listen to it right now. Everyone listening to this, get out there and listen to Hamburgers All Americans Eat It because it will change your life and maybe make you do. Go home and watch really bad porn. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what you're doing in your spare time. On that note, thanks so much for coming <laughs> on the mixtape, Angie. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for your time. <laughs> um, I hope the new single goes well for you, and uh, I really hope I can get out and see you at a gig at some point in the very near future, mate. Thank you so much. It's so fun. That was a mixtape podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at the mixtape perf. Until the next time.